0: Welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. So let me talk to the online crowd just a little bit while we're passing the buckets here. So the reason that we aren't Broadcasting the prayer part of these Wednesday night services, at least at this time, is because we do a lot of praying in tongues. We do a lot of uh, things that maybe people don't know about, they don't understand. And the Bible says when there's unlearned people present, um, you know, just be cautious about doing things that they don't understand. They don't. They haven't learned yet. And I, I try to share a few scriptures before we go that direction during the prayer time. But at this time, that's the, that's the number one reason we're signing off just before we start praying. We're going to teach for a few moments now and then we're going to pray. We'll be done around 8.15. But that's one of the reasons we do that. So if you can be here, we encourage you to come on down. Join with us because, you know, we may not broadcasting at that time, but you can still be a part of the prayer meeting. And if you can't be here, just know that when the broadcast stops, when you're praying there, wherever you're at at home, we're praying here. We're still in the spirit about it together. So still, still you know, the broadcast goes up, but you know we're praying for another half hour. Join with us right at home and pray and we'll be with you in spirit. So that's, that's pretty much um, why we do that. So, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 16. I sensed an impression tonight to teach on uh, the subject of speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. I think sometimes that if we don't slow down and teach this, then we don't give people full opportunity to pray with us like we're praying here. And, And you have to understand this too. You don't have to speak in tongues to be a part of this prayer meeting. The Bible says pray with tongues and with the understanding also. So don't think you're on the outskirts or something or or doing less powerful things. Just pray with us, whether you pray in tongues or pray with the understanding only, and we'll teach a little bit how that works in a united prayer meeting, a group prayer meeting. But I wanted you to see here something. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about speaking in tongues because this is a subject the devil hates. He does not want the church praying supernaturally. The devil does not want us unraveling his Schemes against us before they even get off the ground. The devil does not want us praying from our heart. The devil does not want us tapping in to Holy Ghost power. And no wonder there's a ruckus over the subject of speaking in tongues. Anytime you see a dust cloud stirred up over a certain Bible subject, know there's a truth in there the devil doesn't want you to get. There would not be a dust cloud. There would not be a bunch of commotion if there wasn't something in there that the enemy didn't want you to have. We know there's abuses in things. We know people go too far sometimes in certain things. We know people uh, misuse the things of God, but that doesn't do away with the real. Let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Keep the baby. <laughs> Can I get an amen? Keep the baby. Get, get rid of the dirty bathwater, but keep the baby. So, in Mark chapter 16, Jesus is talking to believers, and you know he's talking to more than the apostles, because they couldn't do what he's telling them to do in these verses without us. So, if you look in Mark chapter 16, in verse 15, Jesus said to them, go you into all the world, they, they, they need us to help them do this, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. How many think it's important to be saved? And it's important to believe. And I get a witness. And he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. So if you're a believer, you should go, This follows me. In my name, Jesus said, You shall cast out demons. That's supernatural. I mean, that, that is not natural. You have to have the supernatural help of God to cast demons out. Next sign. Believers shall speak with new tongues. See that? Well, if the first one's supernatural, the second one's supernatural. Some people try to say, well, that's just learning new language and going to other countries and preaching the gospel after you've learned the other languages. No, if the first one was supernatural and the other two are supernatural, then the one in the middle is supernatural. This is not talking about learning French or German or Russian Are Chinese. This is talking about speaking supernaturally in an unknown tongue because of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then he says, you shall take up serpents, and if you drink any deadly thing, it'll not hurt you. That's talking about getting hurt in the line of duty, not just tempting the Lord. That's supernatural, divine protection. And they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's supernatural. So all these signs that are supposed to follow believers are not natural signs. They're supernatural. They're because of the power of God in your life. And so if we didn't have any other scriptures that talked about speaking in tongues, this would be enough for me. Jesus said so. Believers shall speak with new tongues. And this is the number one reason the devil doesn't want people speaking in tongues is because Jesus does. And I'll say that again. The number one reason the devil does not want Christians speaking in tongues is because Jesus does want them speaking in tongues. So he'll try. To, the enemy will try and fight it and make you think it's for 2,000 years ago only. It's not for today. We don't need it for today. And... All this stuff, and some people go as far as saying, Oh, that's of the devil, which is close to blasphemy. Now, young Christians don't know what they're doing, they'll they'll be forgiven because of their great immaturity and their great babyhood stage of Christianity. But really, you can't attribute the work of the Holy Spirit to a demon. That was one of the heaviest things the Lord said in all the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You don't want to do that. And so I wanted to show you that scripture there. And then I wanted to have you go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Do you guys realize, and there may be some in the room now, and there may be some watching online right now, do you realize that there's a lot of believers who feel like something's missing in their life? I mean, maybe you felt that way. They just feel like something's missing. I just don't know what it is, but just seems like something's missing. Some, something's just not full or something's, I'm a Christian, I love God, I'm a believer, but it just seems like something's missing. And you know what the answer is to a lot of those people? You're right. Something is missing. They don't have the Holy Spirit in, the, in full. They're not filled with the Spirit. They haven't, ma- they haven't learned how to maintain a Spirit-filled life. They don't speak with other tongues. Well, something is missing. Your Spirit's crying for everything that God has. Jesus gets you to heaven. Being filled with the Holy Spirit helps you walk in power till you get there. Full power. Are you following me? Receiving Jesus as Lord and Savior is different than receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, you don't need to receive the Holy Spirit in the fullness of being baptized in the Holy Spirit to go to heaven. But man, when you realize what being filled with the Holy Spirit will do for you, it will empower you. You'll rise up and actually want to do what God tells you to do because being filled helps you want to. It empowers you with power. I mean, even Jesus didn't do any mighty works until the Holy Spirit came upon him. The Son of God himself didn't even perform any miracles or cast out any devils or or perform any healings. He didn't even do anything until the Holy Spirit came on him. He was a child of God up to 30 years old, but there's no miracles. But after he was filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized of John in the River Jordan, all of a sudden, miracle at the wedding of Cana of Galilee. Bang. Nobleman's son healed. Bang. Demons cast out. Bang. Maimed healed. Lame healed. Dead raised. And the Bible says it was all because God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost in power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So you can be a legitimate child of God. Jesus was. And not be filled with the Holy Spirit. Didn't mean he wasn't a child of God. Doesn't mean we're not going to heaven if we're not filled with the Spirit. But it does mean there's not going to be the fullness of power. Can I get a witness? So people are saying, well, I just, I feel like there's something missing. There is in many Christians' lives. And the disappointing thing about it is they're turning to other things in the world to try to satisfy that supernatural hunger. Do you know the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, to the hungry soul... Every bitter thing is sweet. You know what that means? That means if you're hungry for the things of God, but you're not turning to the God to get those things, you're going to start eating up bitter stuff that you shouldn't be eating. Things of the world, turning more to alcohol, turning more to drugs, turning more to another relationship or whatever. If you're not filled with the Spirit, there's a hole, there's an emptiness. Just like when you don't have Jesus in your life, As a believer, if you don't have the fullness of the Spirit in your life, there is something missing. Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost. The disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost. People in the book of Acts were filled with the Holy Ghost. Paul was filled with the Holy Ghost. Everyone was filled with the Holy Ghost, except a lot of Christians today. And I don't know why. Same church, same God, same mission. We need the same power. Probably even more of it, because there's more people today. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is the next step in a Christian's life after they're born again. And if they if people would be filled with the Spirit, I am um, I'm, I'm little it's a little sad. I'm not saying I like say I'm sad, but it's a sad thing when you see Christians struggling so much with the same stuff the world's struggling with. I mean, I just just reading and I have compassion on people. It's like it's sad. It's like Lord, help us to help your people. I mean, there, there's people that they're just they're walking in the same bondage as the world thinking they can't get free. And one thing, and I'm going to read you a couple things. Look in Ephesians chapter 5. I wrote a couple of things down here as I was meditating and praying about tonight what to share before we start praying. In Ephesians chapter 5, I want you to notice verse 17 and 18. This is Paul's letter to the church. This is actually Paul's letter, listen closely, to the church at Ephesus, to Christians, to Christians, this is Paul's letter to Christians. What does Paul the Apostle by the Holy Ghost have to say to Christians? The reason I'm emphasizing that is because people think well I'm a Christian I, have the, I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm a Christian. These people are Christians. So why would Paul say these words? What does he say? Don't be unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Can we understand the will of the Lord? Yeah, we can. We better. He tells us to. Better seek it, Right. And one of the things that's the will of God on the top of the list is don't be drunk with wine, wherein it's excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is the will of God. You don't need to go the world route. God's got all that you need in the Holy Spirit. He's saying right here, now check, check this out, guys. He's saying, basically, he's saying there's something better. But what if you don't have the better? You're still hungry, you're still craving something, there's still something missing. And what do people do? They turn to other things. They turn to other worldly highs, worldly intoxications, and things like that. Why do they do that? Well, I don't know. Maybe their preachers aren't preaching this. I don't know. But there is a being filled with the Spirit where you don't even want what this world's got in these areas. You don't have a craving for it anymore. I mean, you've got to have something to get through this life, right? And so, here, is, it's very interesting But this scripture here talks about born again believers needing to be filled with the Spirit. Because he's writing to the church. He's writing to born again believers on their way to heaven. And he says, Oh, hey, guys, you know what the will of God is for believers? What's the will of God for lost people? Somebody tell me. What's the will of God for lost people? Receive. Receive Jesus. Get saved. What's the will of God for believers? Be filled with the Spirit. And really, if you read the Greek here, it talks about an ongoing, be being filled. It's a play on words in the original language. Maintain the glow, maintain a spirit-filled life, because once filled doesn't mean always filled. Something was unlocked when you were baptized in the Holy Ghost, but now you've got to maintain a spirit-filled life by drinking the Word, things of the Spirit, worshiping God, maintaining that spirit-filled life. So let me, let me just read you a couple of things that the Lord gave me. As I was preparing, believers who are not filled with the Holy Spirit tend to lean toward looking to the mind for help more than the supernatural. When you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you're more prone to take the natural route. And here's the bad news. The natural route does not have all the answers or all the power to fix all problems. Actually, it's very limited. There's a lot of things medicine can't fix, doctors can't fix, professionals can't fix. And so if we're, if we're tending to lean more toward the natural and the supernatural is kind of fuzzy and the things of God is a little bit fuzzy, well, what do you do if something comes your way that's harder than natural to over... Well, there's no answers in the natural. When you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you tend to take the natural route. Can I get a witness, church? you know what I'm talking about? There's scriptures that talk about this. The natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him. You know, there's some people right now that I could preach about moving mountains and, and casting out devils and the authority of the believer, and there are church people right now who would think I'm crazy. You know why they think I'm crazy? Because they have not tapped in to the things of the Holy Spirit, which are all supernatural. And so I was thinking, a lot of times people lean toward the natural. Because that's what's biggest in their life Yes they're saved Yes they're born again Yes they're going to heaven But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit One of the things that's helped me so much In the last 35 years Or 40 years almost Of being saved Is being filled with the Holy Spirit Because I always always knew this Ever since I got filled with the Holy Spirit I've never doubted that there's an answer to every problem Never I've never doubted That the power of God can fix anything in my life Even if I created the problem if I just repent and turn to the Lord. I have never wondered about, I wonder if the God will pull me out of this one. Or I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if He's got power to help me. Or I wonder if I wonder if I'm I wonder if I can really be forgiven and, and accept this help from the Lord. I wonder if I can really get out of this. Never. Never once have I doubted that. Not once. I think and I believe the number one reason why is because when I got filled with the Spirit and started speaking in tongues, I started realizing there is a supernatural realm. I am I am everything the Bible says I am. All things are possible to him that believes. Jesus said we can move mountains. And if we can move a mountain, you can move anything else, right, that you need to. And I started thinking, why are some believers just so locked into this? Well, I don't know. You never know what God might do. And I might live long. I might not live long. He might take me out early. Man, that's just a sign you don't know the Lord. And you're obviously not filled with the Spirit because I'm telling you. When you're filled with the Holy Ghost, all things are possible to him that believes comes alive, in, comes alive in you. Very important to be filled with the Spirit. So, many believers are held down by the limitations of the natural realm. Many believers are held down into this natural realm because they've never break, broken free in this area of being filled and speaking in other tongues. Oh, it's so good to speak in other tongues. It keeps you stirred up that God's here, right here, right now with all power. Let me read this to you. Being filled with the Spirit and speaking in tongues increases your awareness of the supernatural power of God. How many think it's good to be aware of the supernatural power of God when you need some? (laughs) Instead of scurrying around saying, where is that power? I don't know if I can even believe it. It seems like it's a million miles away. When you're filled with the Spirit and you're constantly speaking in tongues, you're constantly aware of the supernatural power of God. Right there. Oh, and that's important, church. That's important. Speaking in tongues gets the supernatural working on your situation. I'm not saying praying in the natural and speaking God's word. That'll do it, too, especially if you do it in faith. But speaking in tongues is like this extra boost. It's like a multivitamin. When it comes to your situations and the things that are surrounding you, speaking in tongues immediately begins to bring the supernatural in on that situation to see that things turn out like they're supposed to. Speaking in tongues is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. It's, this is not something we should just do once in a while. It's my way of living. Yeah. I mean, I just, every day, yeah. driving down the road, at home, taking a shower, wherever I'm at. Sometimes if I'm around other people, it's Sometimes. Because the Bible says you can speak to yourself and to God in other tongues as well. Speaking in tongues is like building a house. Yes. If you want a great future, start building now. Yeah. Start right. building now. Yes. We can't underestimate the little things that bring great results. We can't underestimate the gradual building of a powerful life. You can't underestimate the gradual moving of a mountain. You can't underestimate the gradual things because a lot of times things are built, things are developed, it doesn't just happen immediately. All things don't happen immediately. Some things are a building, some things are line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. But if you stick with it, oh my goodness, what kind of house would you have in one year from now if you b- did something on it every day? Right. Actually, would you look in the book of Jude with me? And we're going to look at the A-M-P-C, Amplified Classic, Jude, verse 20. If you could have the Amplified Classic, not, not the Amplified, but the Amplified Classic. You've got to have that C after it. I like the classic version. They, they really started changing things. So Jude, verse 20, out of the A-M-P-C, P.C. if you have it we can look at so this is Jude by the Holy Spirit telling us as believers but you beloved what does it say build yourself up now what does that mean founded on your most holy faith make progress rise like an edifice higher and higher how How many want to rise like an edifice, higher and higher? How many want your house to be strong? I'm talking about you, your person, your body, your spirit. How many want to be stronger in three months than you are right now? How many want to go higher in three months than you are right now? And all the good things of God and all the power of God. Well, right here it says it happens by praying in the Holy Ghost. What does it mean, praying in the Holy Spirit? It means you're going beyond mental praying and you're praying with your spirit. That's coming out of here. That's coming out of here. See, a lot of times we pray out of here. Sometimes we pray out of here with the English, especially if you're stepping in the realm of prophecy. But when you're speaking in tongues, the Bible says your spirit prays. Your understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I'll pray in tongues or with the Spirit, and I'll pray with the understanding also. And Paul talks about that extensively in 1 Corinthians 14. So do you see right here? Great futures are built one day at a time. And a lot of spiritual progress takes place when we pray in tongues on a regular basis. Man, if you want to be stronger over sin six months from now, start praying in tongues every day if you want to be stronger over fear, if you want to be stronger over disease, if you want to be stronger over sadness or depression, if you want to be stronger spiritually, start speaking in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit immediately. And if you don't speak in tongues yet, you can. I'll lead you in a simple prayer. When we start praying tonight, you can receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Jesus will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and you can start speaking in tongues and join us tonight in the prayer meeting. All right. Um, Praying in tongues Here's something that the Lord revealed to me And I know this is true I've seen it I I know it's in scriptures I know it's It's been involved in our prayer meetings Praying in tongues Gets us ready for battles That our mind doesn't even know Are coming our way Praying in tongues Gets you ready for battles That your mind has no idea Are coming your way Your spirit knows things Your head doesn't know The Holy Spirit knows everything Right And he'll he'll help you pray in tongues about things that you don't even know are being formed against you. And before they have a chance to get off the ground, you thwarted the whole thing by praying in tongues. A plan of the enemy, an attack of the devil against your life or your children or whatever. Praying in tongues gets you ready for battles your mind doesn't even know are coming your way. But someone knows they're coming your way. And if we'll yield to him and pray in other tongues, we'll, we'll be able to thwart Stop and throw a wrench in the plans of the enemy before he can even get them off the ground to us. Yep. We can mess up the devil's plans through praying in tongues we didn't even know was forming against us. Mm. Praying in tongues gets right to the heart of problems. I like this because I, I know from praying in tongues for decades, when we pray in tongues, we're not just dealing with visible problems we're dealing with behind-the-scenes problems that lead up to visible problems. How many wanna get it at the core so it doesn't come back with all its cousins when you chop it off like a weed? Come on, church, think think about this. When you pray in tongues, you're going to the invisible part of the problem that's producing the visible problems. And this is why you wanna pray in tongues a lot. Because we don't know all the invisible stuff And all the invisible reasons why things are happening in our loved one's life or our life or somebody else's life. But when you're praying in tongues, just know I'm going to the roots of problems that I don't even know are there. But he does. That's why a lot of times when I'm praying in tongues, I just go, thank you, Lord, for victory. What do you mean victory? You got a battle? No. But I just know there'll probably be something trying to come up in the future. I'm thanking God for a future victory over a battle that I don't even know is arrayed against me that God's helping me to stop right now. Mm, that's heavyweight. Yes. Praying in tongues deals with underlying issues that lead up to visible problems. Now, here, here's the thing I wanted to close with before we start praying. If you wouldn't mind, just uh, turn to 1 Corinthians 13 in verse one. Angels hear our perfect prayers in tongues, and they excel in strength in our behalf. Angels hear our prayers. I didn't say you were praying to angels. Right. No, we don't pray to angels. They hear a lot of times what we're saying and therefore they're able to act on the word of God that we're speaking out in another tongue right. and they're able to speed up and help us on a higher level. I want to make it very clear. We don't pray to angels, but we can speak in tongues that they understand. Are you listening to me? Yes. What does it say? What does it say? Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. Why would Paul say of angels? Because he knew. Speaking in tongues at times is understood by angels. He didn't say praying. He's talking about speaking. Just speaking out of your spirit at times. Angels are hearing what we're saying. They totally understand what they're say, what we're saying. And they go to work on behalf of what we're saying. Yeah. Do you ever read in Hebrews where it says angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those? who are heirs of salvation, it didn't say they're sent to minister to those. It said they're sent to minister for those. They're there to do things for us. And when we pray in tongues and we speak the word of God, they're able to speed up. Psalm 103 says, angels excel in strength, hearkening to the voice of God's word. And when we're praying with the help of the Holy Spirit, he's helping us to pray perfect prayers. It's, one of the Greek, I think, calls it God talk when we're speaking in tongues. We're talking the words as if he were here. So speaking in the tongues of men and of angels, this is one of the most powerful things about praying in tongues. When we pray in tongues, angels are hearing words they can respond to. Now that's heavyweight advantage right there. If people knew how to get their angels to work more for them, they'd see a lot more results in their life, a lot more victories in their life. This is important stuff. And this is one of the reasons too, you know, we, we talk about Wednesday night being meaty a little more meaty because there's, there's, there's times we got to get some meat. Yes. I mean, meat, I, I one of the things I so appreciated about Kenneth Hagan uh, and we're we'll going to have to pray here in just a second. One of the things I so appreciated about him is he was a balanced teacher. He still is. He's just in heaven now. Very balanced dude <laughs> I grew probably just as much, if not more, hearing scriptures about the chastisement of the Lord, uh, divine judgment, um, Opening the door to the devil, things you really don't want to hear, but you need to because you're a Christian. You got to hear the whole counsel, right? Behold the goodness and severity of God. Got to check them both out if you want to grow properly. But some of the things that gave me the most reverence for the things of God is realizing that He can be severe as a good, good, good Father at times, and because we are His children and not illegitimate, He will chastise us at times. And that's one of the. And sometimes when you talk about you know things like you know what I'm talking about now and you know, what you saying, Pastor, if I'm not praying in tongues, bad things can happen to me? Bad things are going to try to happen to everybody, good or bad. You just want to make sure you're in a position to where you can rise above it, overcome it, get your angels working for you. I mean, bad things happen to good people all the time. Good people need to be equipped people, yes. right? I mean, good people on the battlefield, that doesn't help them. they got to have their armor. I mean, do you ever notice bullets are no respecters of persons? I mean, if you're in a war and you're a good person... Great, but goodbye, probably. Good person. You got to know your guns, you got to know your armor, you got to know the yeah. things that soldiers are supposed to know. So, I wanted to say all that to say this. We do some praying in tongues on Wednesday night. And two weeks ago, the Lord led us to pray and expect accidents not to happen that were supposed to happen. But because we prayed, the Lord intervened. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm not saying we're going to go that same direction tonight, but whatever direction we do go, I just want you to be encouraged that if you pray in tongues, feel free to cut loose. This is a meeting you can do that. And those of you online, I know we're going to be signing off in just a moment here, but um, pray in tongues at home. Join us in the spirit because... We're going to be doing some damage to the kingdom of darkness tonight, and we're going to be doing some expanding of God's kingdom as we pray. So we're going to go ahead and say, we're going to pray for healing tonight. We're going to pray and believe God for the miracle power of God to manifest and get into the churches like it's supposed to, and other things as the Lord leads us to. So goodbye to everybody online. You guys ready to pray? Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab.